to the Gym Podcast. Uncut, unfiltered, unreal. Welcome everyone to the Gym Podcast. Welcome folks. As always, I'm your host, Jimbo Fisher, and joining me this week is the one, the only... Randy Dodge. Hello, everybody. I'm, I'm glad to always be here. Um, we had another exciting week, and we have very exciting rivalry week coming yes. up. Always a great time of the year. I have to say, I love watching the rivalry games because, like, every single game, there are just fights breaking out every it's, single every single time. There's a lot of energy. This is, like, this is probably my favorite week of the year for college football. Uh, more than opening week, more than the playoff week, certainly. I think this is where you, this is really, like, the heart of college football in my mind it um, really is because there's a lot of pride on the line with these rivalries yeah. you know at the end of the day a lot of these kids are going to be local kind of more local like there's yeah. pride in the organization the program they represent even mm-hmm. if they aren't local and they're kind of recapturing that i think a little bit more this year than they had in past years even with the portal and everything i think right. it's kind of stabling a little stabilizing a little bit there's some pride with the name of the jersey you wear it i definitely mean is. we're and- going to talk about and we're going to talk about some of these rivalry games. We're going to talk about, I think it's the second the second best rivalry in college football, which is Michigan-Ohio State. Come on. Um, you can't, no, no. <laughs> come on. You can't even deny it at this point. It's yes, so- I can deny it. The Alabama-Auburn has always been the best rivalry. Alabama-Auburn was deciding who went to the national championship or playoffs literally every year for like 15 Small years. Slightly, y'all. But here's the thing, right? It is not. It wasn't even just us going. It was the only reason that streak was broken was because they beat us and we still went. This is a this is a good segue, I think, to our Week Twelve recap. Just a real quick recap of these games last week, uh, Randy. We saw. We have to talk about this. A new low for Auburn football. New Mexico Ooh. State, the Aggies, shocking Auburn, thirty-one to ten on the road. Um, as a Bama fan, how happy are you to see this happen? <laughs> I have to say, as much as I'm enjoying this moment and as great as it was, I have to be careful because mm-hmm. just I, just come on. Auburn <laughs> has the opportunity to do probably the funniest thing ever in college football next week, and I am not going to allow – I'm not going to put that into the air. You're really not humoring this. Like I remember like after the game happened, I was like messaging you, being like, dude, this is crazy. This is the biggest upset of the year, and you're just like – you're not even humoring it. You're not. You're not gonna. Just I'm not gonna acknowledge it. Get, wait until after the Iron Bowl, and then like on that episode, okay. we can put in the document. Okay. New Mexico State shocks. All okay, we'll recap it then. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few. We other... also had. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. I was gonna say I also saw Georgia destroys number eighteen Tennessee. I'm kind of just going down the document here. Yeah. How scared are Bama fans right yeah, now? You have to be honest, dude. Not. I mean, not that we're them. not taking it seriously. It's. Listen, we know what Georgia is. We know what Alabama is. At this point, it's just the trains are on the opposite ends, and they're slowly chugging towards each other, and they're mm-hmm. going to hit eventually. It just is what it is at this point, you know? Interesting. They look pretty good. I'll say that They much. did. They looked real good. A um, few other games here on our dock that we want to cover. So, number three, Michigan, in my mind, struggled against Maryland. Uh, they won. But they won 31-24. to um, Randy, in your mind, is this a sign of things to come for Michigan? Oh, man. I don't even know because it's like, why is it that like every Big Ten game is just one top five team looking atrocious for four quarters until they somehow get some game-winning 
defensive play, like so, versus a kind of mediocre team. Maryland's a little above mediocre, but like still, decent. come on. I, I'll say this: the other, you know, Big Ten team that's in playoff contention, Ohio State, thoroughly destroyed Minnesota. Uh, so it is possible. I don't know, man. I, I I was looking at some posts on Reddit of people like looking like into deep analytics, like you know, stats nerd type stuff, and like. There, people are kind of cherry-picking a lot of data points to suggest that Michigan's defense and offense, like, across the board, has really fallen off ever since Connor Stallions was fired. That's all I'm gonna I'm say. just kind of looking at this, and it's very – what week was he fired? Before what game, do you know? I think the Michigan, was it actually Indiana Michigan week? State, I want to say, was the first game uh, after. I mean, that's Michigan State, and Michigan State's pretty awful this year, yeah. so you can't really put a lot of stock into that. But, right. yeah, like – Penn State game was a struggle. Maryland game was definitely a struggle. Mm-hmm. I'll be. I mean, well, obviously, we, we're going to recap the actual the game or whatever they call it mm-hmm. uh, later. So I don't want to talk too much about it. But I just I don't know if Ohio State's going to be the team to finally do it. They're going to get exposed. Michigan will get exposed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying there are other teams in the playoff contention you that want can do it. That would. I'm not. I, I, I'm not confirming or denying that statement. Okay. What I am saying is that there are certain teams that are in the playoff hunt right now that may be the ones that need to expose them. That usually nobody cheers for them in the playoffs. Oh, and it would be a nice. This is this is advanced. This is and if you can dude. somehow make if you can somehow make the collective college football world cheer for a usually hated team, hmm. perhaps that wears red, okay. a nice kind of darker shade of red, then you've really messed up. Like Ohio State, I'm cheering for them next week. It, gotcha, even gotcha even there. then, even gotcha then, there. even then, people are cheering for Ohio State next week. Do you realize how bad you have to mess That's up? That's what I'm saying, dude. I've never ever. To cheer for Ohio I've State. literally never cheered for Ohio State in this game, but I'm going to along with the rest of America. A uh, couple more games, real Both quick. Both of their fans are insane. They are. Both of their internet, especially their internet fans, are just insane. But they're different flavors on flavors it, of insane. It, it Ohio is. State fans are more of like the kind of quasi schizophrenic, like insane. <laughs> kind of crazy while yeah. michigan fans are more of the arrogant very narcissistic arrogant. insane yeah. yeah they really think they're innocent um we'll get back to this game though uh, we'll be definitely touching base on this uh at the end of the episode just a couple more games i wanted to talk about um i wasn't able to see this one but number five washington outlasted number 11 oregon state barely squeaking out a win 22 to, uh 22 to 20 i i looked this up randy Washington hasn't won any game by more than 10 points since week four. In your mind, just trying to be unbiased here, do you think that matters in the context of the playoff picture? Uh, it's hard to lot. say. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's a lot of close um, games. It's always close mm, to Washington. A lot of close games. They've had, I mean, they've played some tough teams, granted. Mm-hmm. They've won defensive games. They've won offensive shootouts. They've won with special teams. Mm-hmm. They've won... In every type of way you need to. And if you can win with every phase of the game in different kinds of ways, right. that to me is a sign of a really, really good team. I don't know what it's going to look like in the playoffs. I mean, I just have no idea. But I think with like a month to prepare, they can have some good stuff in their playbook. Should be interesting to see. Um, huge showdown coming up with Washington versus Oregon. Can't wait to talk about that one uh, next week. But until then, one final game, which this one's just a real bummer, if I'm being honest. Number four, Florida State defeated North Alabama 58-13. The real talking point here is, of course, the Jordan Travis injury. I didn't see it, thankfully, Uh, but I've heard it's really bad. 
don't know if you saw it's it. one of those it's one of those very gruesome looking injuries uh-huh. um hopefully the way like he obviously broke his foot broke his leg some type of way it bent mm. away it's not supposed to bend right i'm just really hoping that it's a clean bone break so that it's easy for him to i heard that yeah as of today i think he was like released from the hospital I want to say they had surgery last night. That's a sign. That is actually a very good sign. Yeah. It could just be a clean bone break, which is like, it looks gruesome, but it's right. actually a lot easier to come back right. from than right. a quote-unquote invisible injury kind of thing. Right. But he is um, out for the season, obviously. Um, he's out for the season. I really feel bad for him. Like, that was his last ever game as a yeah. Florida State player in Dope Campbell. It really sucks for him. Yeah. Um, I see you have a, a note written here. Does his, does his injury doom the Seminoles. I need your thoughts, Randy. Be honest. I, I mean, dude, in what context? Like, their chance to make, make the playoffs? I'd say both making the playoffs and actually making a run. I think to make a run, I just don't see it happening. I mean, granted, Ohio State did it Same. in 2014. You Our never Jones. know... I mean, we don't have any film on their backup quarterback. We don't know anything about him. It yeah. could be one of those situations where because there's no film, he can get up for three games. He can surprise people. People don't know how to prepare for him. You know what I mean? That's true. We'll, we'll definitely learn a lot more about Florida State this week against Florida, who obviously is as far game, as but... And as far as making the playoffs, if they win, they're in no matter what. I mean, they're an undefeated Power 5 champion. They'll get in. It's just a matter of now, like, if they lose a singular game, they're getting left out. Oh, for sure. No for question. Sure. Yeah. Unfortunate to see. Hoping the best for Jordan Travis. I hope he makes the NFL. I hope he gets drafted. I don't know if he'll be a starter, but I, I hope this isn't the way he ends his football career because he's way too fun of a player to see end like that. Exactly. All right, so now we have one of the best awards on here. The, <laughs> this was their Super Bowl award. All right. I, I Would guess, you like to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll start it off. Um, I was tempted to give it to, to Wisconsin, if I'm being real, but that's boring. I'll, I'll go with the obvious take, which is New Mexico State. They earned it. I mean, this this literally might be the single biggest win in New Mexico State history. Like, the entire program. Um, it was their first win over an SEC team. Their first P5 win in, like, almost 15 years. Fun fact, their last P5 victory was over Minnesota. Just saying. Um but no, it, they deserve it. Like, this is a, this is an honest Super Bowl kind of win. Like, that is huge for their program. Happy for Jerry Kill. Happy for the Aggies. Go New Mexico State. There you go. Um, fun fact, Jerry Kill, he's the former Minnesota coach. I didn't I know if you him. had any. I forgive him. You forgive him. Okay, I yeah. understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to award it this week to Clemson for beating Ooh. North Carolina. Clemson is on a casual three-game winning streak. They beat Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, North Carolina. They've kind of turning things around a little bit. But they're way happier about this than I feel like they should be, so that's why I give it to them. I mean, they're, what, six and five right now? Seven and four. Seven and four. Um, Obviously, super disappointing season for them. uh, But, I mean, if they can string together a couple of wins here, win, win next week against South Carolina, win their bowl game, it's a nine-win season. On paper, isn't the worst for most teams. It's just, by Clemson standards, kind of a disaster. Well, we're gonna recap this game, or we're gonna kind of preview it a little bit. But I this what's it called? The Palmetto Bowl or something? I'm not sure. I forgot what they. The Palmetto. We'll just call it that. The Palmetto Bowl <laughs> All right. is going to be. I think it's going to be a very big game because both teams are on some winning streaks. Yeah. Um, it's going to mean a lot going into next season because they kind of both teams have had disappointing seasons and really need that momentum. For sure. So it's going to be an interesting fight game. Yeah, and they hate each other. I I've, I've learned this from Hashbound One Three Two. 
Um, shouts out. But South Carolina shouts fans out. really hate Clemson. And I, I love to see that. I love to see that. I mean, can you blame them? <laughs> All right. Um, I, we have a next topic coming up here. I think we, we are kind of at the point of the season, Randy, where we need to discuss who is your Heisman favorite at this point? Who do you think, honestly, is going to pull ahead in these last couple of weeks and uh, lift the trophy at the end of the year? Well, he's having fun. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised ah. if he's a dark horse for the high. It's Bo Nix. So? <laughs> he's improved so much under this new <laughs> offense. He's focused. He's having fun. No, I, I love that old Bo Nix Heisman yeah. from a few years ago when he played at Auburn. But now I think he's the front runner at this point. Am I wrong? I, I think you're right, especially the front runner. And he certainly has you know opportunities ahead of him to really further cement himself as the favorite. Um, certainly if, if they beat Washington in, in the, in the Pac-12 championship, um, he'll be the guy. I just want to say it is so funny how it, it seems like that copy pasta of Bo Nix having fun has like it might actually helped him. It's manifested itself into reality. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it before. It's so cool to see. <laughs> Um, Who is your Heisman yeah. frontrunner? So favorite. I, so obviously, I think Bowen. I mean, I agree. Oh my with god! Bonus. I just no. There is no way. I just he just, he just, just read, looked at he it just on the, the doc. I'll say this. I'll say this. If if this is a big if, but if he has a huge game this weekend and kind of has his quote Heisman moment, if you will, say say this man happens to bring in like four touchdowns, including like a game winning touchdown late. Okay, I could see. The world famous Ohio State Buckeyes and Maserati Marv winning the Heisman. Now it, it kills me to say that. It kills me because I hate I hate the nickname Maserati Marv. But you want to talk about manifesting things into existence, willing them into existence? I think Gus Johnson calling him Maserati Marv has it, like it's like added this like dimension to him that wasn't there before. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I get it. The media I mean, loves that stuff. He has, he has the yeah, they do. He has the name Marvin Harrison Jr. Here's the thing: <laughs> is that his stats are just for a wide receiver to win the Heisman. His stats just aren't there. He has like half the touchdowns I and half the yards Devonte Smith. Smith had when he Here's won the, the Heisman as a receiver. The and the thing. only reason Devonte Smith was able to win it as a receiver was because the other two quarterbacks were Matt Jones and Kyle well, Trask. That's the thing that were. There's no real. I mean, Bo Nix is the quarterback. Bo Nix, but beyond no, him, and he's had a great season. Beyond him, though, who else? He has I, forty touchdowns. Beyond Bo Nix, though, I I think I think at a minimum, I think Maserati Marv will be invited to New York. Can you? He at might least get invited. I don't think he should be invited, to be honest with wow. you. Wow. Um, I mean, he's had a great season, but it's just not on that level. Um, there's three quarterbacks in particular who are really getting talked about the most as potential mm-hmm. Heismans. And I'm just going to quickly go over their stats. You have Washington quarterback My- Michael Penix Jr., um, 33 touchdowns, 3,700 total yards. Bo Nix, who has 40 touchdowns and 3,700 total yards. That's pretty good. And then I'm going to talk about him for a minute. LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, 46 touchdowns, 4,600 total yards, 8-3 and three record. As amazing of a player as Jaden Daniels is, Mm -hmm. and as happy as I am that we're never going to have to play him again, (laughs) it's one of those. And as many times as he's like put up these amazing performances and won his team games, it's hard to give the Heisman to a quarterback on a team that fell way short of expectations, no matter how good his stats are on paper. You know what I mean? I completely agree. And especially like lately. Lamar Jackson yep. and Louisville going eight and three was fine because yeah. he has so much less to work well, with. And it's Louisville. Like it was impressive that he like because he he brought Louisville up. Whereas with LSU, I'm not saying 
Daniels is dragging them down, not at all. But like, it feels like LSU has fallen short of expectations this year, right? And so I think because of that, despite the amazing stats, despite you know him probably on paper being the most talented quarterback in college football, um, I, I don't think he can win over Bo Nix. Uh, just because Nix is having kind of the you know playoff caliber season that LSU wishes it was having. Exactly. And his, like LSU has so much talent that mm-hmm. you can't just overlook that kind of argument. And I know, like, obviously he doesn't play defense, right? But right. it's still, the Heisman is as much a narrative award as it is anything else. For sure, definitely. And that's where I'm leading uh, with the narrative, dude. I'm leading with Mars Ray Marv. He's, he's winning the narrative battle. You can't deny that. He's, but uh, he's, is he really? Like, he's just, it's he's a great, life. another great Ohio State receiver. Like They have tons of them. It's the name. Like, it's literally his name. Like, I'm not going to deny that. Like, if he wasn't named I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> somewhat I said, you have a great point. To give some reference to these other quarterbacks, I know in Bryce Young's Heisman season, he had, like, 43 touchdowns and yeah. 4,300 total yards. Yeah. So, I mean, it's they're, they're all right up, up right up there. For sure. So, will be fun to see. I think it's close enough this year. I'll just say this final point. I feel like the Heisman race is close enough that there is still some wiggle room, especially between Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix. I think whoever wins the Pac-12 championship probably wins the Heisman at this point. I would think that's accurate. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Up next, we have the mailbag. But before we do the mailbag, it is time. Are you ready? Are you ready, Jimbo? I am. So as you all know, um, we I, I, I kind of made a foolish bet, I guess you could say. I said that if Wisconsin defeated Nebraska this week, I would be raffling off a $100 Pizza Hut gift card uh, to Jimbotopia users. Um, <clears throat> we, as, we, we eventually decided it would actually be cooler to have five $20 gift cards instead of one $100 gift card. Um, there's been some debate over this, I know, but we're going to pick five people here, and I'm actually recording a video right now. Um, I've got a website here, wheelofnames.com. This is the site I always use for our raffles. And I've got a list of 17 users. That's right, 17 of you um, are eligible for this reward. You responded with the Pizza Hut gift card emote to my post, so I thank you for that. And we're about to go live. Randy, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, Randy can't see my screen, so I'm just going to I'm just gonna spin it and... Uh, well, actually, Randy, I'll share my screen real quick on my end here. I yeah, share it with that. me. We need we need some kind of third party. I yeah, guess I'm not really yeah. a third party, but just some verification. To... Okay, you, you just heard – at home, you just heard the Discord is sharing your screen sound, and I think Randy can see it now. We're going live, folks. Okay. We're going to click to spin for the first $20 gift card. Here we go. Oh, this is exciting. We've got – uh, uh, Oh! Outer, congrats! We have a winner. Do we do we go ahead and tell them while we're recording or do no, we? No, no, no. We're gonna. We're, this is gonna go live when we go live with the gym podcast. Uh, okay. Congrats, Outer, on winning the twenty dollars gift card. Uh, one of five. Let's spin it again. Should we? We should remove them, shouldn't we? We should remove. Go them. ahead and remove. Go yeah, ahead okay. and remove. We don't. Want so sixteen names left. Your odds will increase, folks, as this goes on. Up next, round two. Spin the wheel. Yeah, uh, uh. Rice. Rice, congrats. Rice. Congratulations, $20. Rice. $20. That's, that's a pizza or two from, from uh, Pizza Hut. I see that your name is on here. Are you eligible to win your own gift card? Uh, it's just there for fun. It's just there for okay. fun. I'll say that. 
All right, up next, gift card number three. Oh, he's going to need it, too. Yo, it's a new father in town, Sirach Chungus. Daddy Chungus. Hey, hey. He can expose his new yes. baby to Pizza Hut as soon as humanly possible. That's yeah. how you're really supposed Start to do it. Start him young. That's what I say. Congrats Start on the young. gift card. All right. Up next, number four. This is so exciting. Oh, no. Oh, oh. no. You won your own gift card. Oh, so I just won my own gift card. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to remove my name from the list, and we're going to spin again. <laughs> I can't believe it landed on me. All right, let's spin one more time. All right, the real number four winner is... Crimson. Crimson. Alabama fan. One of the new Jim Bobcast one listeners. One of the new Jim Bobcast listeners, so congrats, Crimson, on the $20 Pizza gift card. All right. This is it. The fifth. The final. Last but not least, for $20. Do they even have Pizza Huts in Southern California? We're about to find out. Chip, we have a winner. It's Chip of UCLA fame. Congrats, Chip. Um, congrats, congrats to all of our winners. I'll be uh, DMing you all shortly um, for uh, contact info to uh, give you guys your hard-earned gift cards. Uh, and thank you to everyone, obviously, for participating. I'm just thankful Wisconsin won, man. That's all I'm going to say. That's worth the $100, if that's what you got to do to will them to victory. It definitely is. All right, so congratulations to the Pizza Hut winners. We're always <laughs> glad to... Uh, well, Jimbo's always glad to serve the joy <laughs> of the hut. I'll flip the so bag. Now, <laughs> now moving on, we got the mailbag. So mailbag. this was question... This was question was, tell us why you hate your rival, and then also say one nice thing about your rival. It yep. is Thanksgiving season, it so is. we're going to be a little charitable. And we have, we have so many responses here. I mean, this is going to be the longest mailbag ever, so Randy, buckle up. It's going to be fun. <laughs> All right, so first off, we have Dilber, a Miami fan. Florida ducked us when we got good in the 80s. That's why he hates them. The good thing he wants to say about them is the school is good enough that people willingly move to Gainesville. Also, one thing that Florida has has going forward over Miami is that Tommy Tuberville never coached there. There you go, dude. That is certainly a positive. I've heard good things about the school, like in terms of academics, which kind of always blows my mind because I, I mean, you know, we all have like this mental image of like the Florida man, right? And so I associate the Gators very closely with said Florida man. And so to see them always consistently rank as like one of the top public schools in the nation, I don't know. Something funky must be going on down there. Who even knows? They put something weird in the water, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. A Flimicon, Utah fan. Ah, Colorado. Before this year, there was really nothing to say about them. However, it grinds my gears that all these people who never gave a dang about Colorado football before came out of the woodwork to talk crap. That um, said, yeah. Colorado has a gorgeous campus. The snow-capped flat irons are one of the best views in college football. I, they do have a very yeah, nice stadium view. I'll agree with that. I mean, they the also thing, have some of my favorite uniforms. I just want to throw good. that out there. They're pretty good. I, I'll, I'll say this. Um, as, as someone who did come out of the woodwork to talk crap about Colorado, um, I, like many others, 
I, you know, we, we talk crap because Colorado was flung onto us. It was it was in defense. That's kind of how I see it. Also, failed comedian Brendan Schaub played for Colorado for a year. Really? Fact. Interesting. Yep. All right. Next up, we have DK, Notre Dame fan. Stanford sucks because nobody talks about them. Their football program hasn't been relevant since Christian McCaffrey. And if they didn't have other sports to fall back on, nobody would take them seriously in the world of athletics. Let's be real. Notre Dame saved Stanford from being an FCS school. (laughs) All right. True. The good, nice thing he says about them is at least they're not Washington State or Oregon State. It's true. They're not being relegated to the uh, the Mountain West. So I see what he was getting at now is that he helped. They were kind of the reason they were able to get into ACC. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. I still can't believe it. I, I literally don't believe it. But good to know. I, it's interesting that DK, a Notre Dame fan, thinks that Stanford is their biggest rival. More on that later. That is, they have a lot of rivals. Independent. Yada yada yada. They do. All right, next up, oh we have God. Banana Joe, so Alabama long. fan. <laughs> I hope you're ready for this one. I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Auburn can be hated for many things, but today I'll break it down to a few. Yeah. Narcissism is rampant with Auburn fans. Despite the last few years having worse seasons than teams like Kentucky and Arkansas, they still fancy themselves a big-name SEC team. Furthermore, they think they are a big-name basketball school despite falling off hard since their one good tournament run ever. True. This ties in with the fact that they are incredibly delusional to an annoying level. They believe every little good thing they do is some, some grand scale, Auburn goes beyond anything good being their Super Bowl. It's immeasurable. They beat a broken Arkansas team and thought they were the crap of what crap. Well, how do you how about you deal with New Mexico State? And even after losing to New Mexico State, Auburn fans still have the gall to defend Freeze. You know, the I'm not gonna say that next part. Okay. <laughs> no, this isn't just a he needs to get his guys in situation because he shouldn't ever lose to New Mexico State. True. And yes, Saban lost to Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe in his first year. True. But do Auburn fans genuinely think that Hugh freaking Freeze is anything close to the greatest coach of all time? Saban had won a national championship before he got to Bama. Hugh Freeze did jack crap. And in basketball, Auburn fans fancy themselves at Blue Bloods some freaking how, despite having a single Final Four appearance and falling off immediately after. Very true. true. Auburn isn't even a top five (laughs) team in the the SEC in basketball anymore. Alabama, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Texas A&M would all whoop them. They're such frauds, they even try to do the Bama crane kick just to get their crap kicked in. They got their We Almost Beat Bama banner up three times in basketball and are about to go on a game losing streak to Bama in, fo- in football. And because their team is bad, they can expect them to beat everyone. But when they don't, they have the easy to fall back on. Wow, of course we lost. You're a narcissistic fan for making fun of us for it. No, your team just sucks. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I had to not invest my own emotions into that. Yeah. Do you agree, though? As you- a... Uh, as an admittedly biased party. Is he right? Is Ben Angel correct? He is absolutely right. Auburn fans are very... I'm trying to be impartial on the Jim Bodcast. Of course, of course. But certainly Auburn fans kind of had this complex of... of Okay, here's what Auburn fans do. Is that they try to... They have like the Auburn family thing. It's so right. weird. No, you're not different. They'll have like this thing where like some Auburn celebrity will be like War Eagle right before the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they'll like repost that and say, yep, things are just different at Auburn. <laughs> or they'll be like, 
I was at, I was visiting. I was at an away game, and I saw another fan. And we both said War Eagle to each other on the way there. You wouldn't get it, Randy. Things are just di- things are just different at Auburn. It's, it's, it's like no, like everybody, every every school does this. These are normal things. They think they have like the special thing at Auburn that every school also has. Wow. Interesting. What 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 a nice thing. What what did Banana Joe to say? Something nice to, to Auburn. I get joy when they lose. Banana Joe. It's not very friendly to your rival on this Thanksgiving. Good rant, though. Their, really go-to, their go-to phrase is, things are just different here. You wouldn't get it. You don't get I They're clearly right, Randy. You don't get it. I don't get it. That's something I'm not getting. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. I'm going to move on. <laughs> Bro down 64, Minnesota fan. Ugh. As a day one diehard Golden Gophers fan since 2019, yep. I think I speak for all Minnesota fans that the Badgers are the true incarnation of Satan and their fans act too smug no matter what situation they're in. Not even going to mention 2004 to 2018 because that's easy sympathy, but I just think y'all need a 14-year losing streak of your own. I disagree. I disagree. And the nice thing is, y'all have a nicer campus, I'm not going to lie. If I get a scholarship to Madison, I'll take it with all the shame in the world. And there it is. No, there and there it is. You, Randy, you have no idea how many people from Minnesota come to Wisconsin uh, for college. There's a lot. So, bro down, it's it's not too late to repent. Come here to Madison. I'll give you a tour. I'll let you meet Bucky. We can jump around. It'll be a fun time, man. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> All right, next up we have Cameron, Wisconsin fan. Uh, can you decipher this for me? This is kind of ominous. So the, 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 the thing he hates is that, quote, he likes Olive Garden. And the nice thing he has to say is that, quote, he has a nice podcast. I, I think he's referring to me right now. I, think, I know. I think that is right. What's wrong with Olive Garden's a great restaurant. That's what I'm saying, dude. Breadsticks. You want to talk about family, like real family. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. It's a great restaurant. Also, here's the thing. All women, it's the perfect date spot. So true. Because all women love Olive Garden. They do. I have never met a single woman that hates Olive Garden. I can't blame them. They get pasta. They get breadsticks. Salad. Like an $8 bottle of wine. And salad. Literally my favorite salad. I'm not joking. It's It's my favorite salad of anywhere. It's so good, dude. Cam's a hater. All right. He's a hater. (laughs) Moving on. Next up, we have Saxo Steve, West Virginia fan. I hate Pitt for so many reasons. Buckle up. Their fans are non-existent when even the slightest bit of adversity has hit their program. The only time they can sell Heinz Field out is when West Virginia or Penn State comes to town. Accurate. Watch this next year when the Mounties come to town week three. Two, their fans, when they talk, don't know ball. <laughs> have you ever seen a Pitt fan talk about how to beat a cover two? No, they can't count to two. <laughs> three. Their glory days came before World War II, and yet they still puff their chest out at these fraudulent national championships as if they're meaningful. Pop Warner was the coach. Very true. Four. Four. They're Yinzers. Enough said. Ooh, some Pittsburgh hate. A little bit of it. One nice thing about Pitt fans is they are also Steeler fans. Ganta. Fire Matt Canada. Okay, I had to look this up. Ganta is like an acronym. Okay. Um, for like, it's, it's going to. We're gonna. Gonna. It's Steelers. That's the way. It's Yinzard. Yeah, it's like it's Steelers. Yinzed. Ganta. 
isn't it? Or I I don't know. I don't know. The other's got the Super Bowl. It's weird. It's weird. I, I, I don't get Yinzer talk, dude. I really don't understand the accent. So it's like this like weird mix between like Midwestern and New England. Hmm. The little bit of Southern in there. Interesting. Like a little bit of everything. Which actually makes sense given their geographical. It, they are kind of the center. Yeah. Thanks for the submission, Saxo Steve. Thank you, Saxo Steve. Next up. <laughs> Crimson. This is this Crimson. Is, this is vulgar. We're gonna have to censor this one. Alabama fam. They have inappropriate relationships with cows. That's Say a, something nice about them. No. 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 Is it All right. what's the deal with the cows? I, I saw this is like this is kind of related. They're a cow college. I was gonna say, what's the deal? I've heard them called the cow college before. What's the what's the so, context? Their campus is built right next to like a dairy thingy. Not like a dairy farm. I like that. They have cow pastures right next to campus. That's basically what we it is. We have cow pastures They're on like campus. in the middle of the plains. They're called the Plainsmen, right? And they have cows everywhere. And there's like, they're a cow college. I kind of respect this. Not going to lie. I don't know. Moving on. Uh, Moving you you on. have to understand, it's not a good kind of cow college. Okay, okay. I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Axe, Michigan State fan. Penn State has the Land Grant Trophy. The Land Grant Trophy is the best rivalry trophy by far, and it's not even a debate. This I is, gotta look up what the trophy looks yeah, like. So this is interesting to me. First of all, it's interesting that a Michigan State fan is talking about Penn State Penn as their State. arch rival. Um, seeing as how Penn State's whole shtick is that they have new rivals. But yeah, look up the Land Grant Trophy. This one's that actually is really cool. It's so bad it's good. Is how I would describe it. So what's really cool about it is how on the side of the trophy, they put all the previous winners of all the games they've played on the side of it and like little plaques on the trophy. It's like a massive trophy too. We did that with the X. It's actually very cool. It's pretty cool. But yeah, it's just, it's like so asymmetric and bulky and weird. Um, cool trophy. Kind of looks like a little podium. It does. It does. All right. Rice. Why do you hate your rival? screw them that's why One and the nice thing. thing he says is they have a cart i did a little I bit mean, of digging about this so rice is he referring to houston no he's referring to i think oklahoma i know he's a rice fan and a texas fan i think he's okay. referring to oklahoma and okay. the okay their mascot is literally a bandwagon it is it is okay <laughs> all oklahoma fans are therefore bandwagon fans it's it we know this factually so, yep. very true. <laughs> all right, next up we have Sora Chungus, Alabama fan. I hate Auburn because as I had grown up from a Democrat who was rooting against my dad's LSU Tigers to an honest Jimbo fan, it's what one does. They are a sports rival, and like all rivalries, you call for a pox upon all their Auburn and Julian houses. Wow. It's what one does. Interesting. What's up, nice to say. The nice thing he said was Bo Nix made an awesome shirt when he was at Auburn that supported a good a food pantry in Alabama and a teammate's family with medical expenses, which is awesome. I love that shirt. He did send a picture of the shirt too, which is he pretty did. cool. What did it say? It was like it was the quote, wasn't it? It was the It was the quote, he's having fun. I love that. I, I think people like Bo Nix. I, I mean cute. I, I know he's a former Auburn guy, but you, you like Bo Nix, right? Right, Randy? Sure. Yeah, I mean, he's a likable kind of, you know, he guy. is who he is. He's, he's who authentic. He is. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate him. It's easier to cheer for him now that he's gone. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Posty, Indiana fan. Screw Purdue. 
Say something nice about them. No. I didn't realize the Indiana-Purdue rivalry was this heated. It actually is. It's more of a basketball rivalry, That's but true. they they don't like each other here too. Neither is um, good at football. So, <laughs> to be fair, hey, Posty, we actually play Purdue in basketball in a few games. We really? will do our best. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have Big Ten rest for the game, so they're not just going to call every single yeah. tic tac foul against Zakidi. So, yeah, it should be pretty easy then. Shit, <laughs> UCLA fan, why does he hate USC? USC killed the Pac-12. They're by far the most obnoxious sideline in college football that will showboat and trash talk whether they're winning or down 50. Pure classless. Also, Olivia Rodrigo's music is trash. I completely agree. I don't know the Zoomer artists. No, she's not good. It's it's Zoomer core. That's how I would describe it. Zoomer core. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember, I always remember the gif. USC when we played them a few years ago they were like coming out of the yeah. tunnel yes and they were like acting like they were dogs <laughs> they were on the all fours and... yeah they were on all fours and then they lose by 50 <laughs> that's so, so funny I, I can believe it I can believe it oh my god I can believe what he said oh, man. I'm gonna have to I just I have to look up Olivia Rodrigo just to see what she sounds like um when you say zoomer core like it's zoomer pop music is how I would describe it um, okay is she a tiktok star uh, probably. I'm not on TikTok, as you all know. Probably. <laughs> but I'm just going to assume that her songs go viral there. It's it's that kind of vibe. I got you. Yeah. Say something nice about your rival. He said, USC lost the final Pac-12 rivalry game between us in two of the last three. We are repaying the favor by allowing Little Brother to ride our coattails into the Big Ten because we need more city boys in this conference of corn farmers. Come on. Pete Carroll was pretty cool. Wow. I mean... Nebraska's mascot is literally. literally the Cornhuskers. I mean, come on. I didn't invite them. He's got a point there. We'll see. Pete Carroll is cool, though. I do like Pete Carroll. All right, Outer, Penn State here. fan. Yeah. What is this rival you speak of? Hashtag unrivaled. Is that true? Like, do Penn State fans really believe they don't have a rival? I don't know. I, they kind of take pride in it in the sense that, you know, they, I don't know. It's not as cool as, like, I think Florida State's Unconquered uh, hashtag is way cooler. Well, Florida State's thing is they have a ton of rivals, so it's a little different, you know? I don't know, man. Well, Penn State just has kind of, like, some grudge matches. They're independent the majority of their history, so, like, I get it, but still. Right. Um, If I had to say something for this week, it's that our quote-unquote rival also has the honor of playing for the greatest trophy in sports. The land grant trophy. There it is again. I guess they really do like the land grant trophy. Yeah. So I guess if you had to pick, then it would be Michigan State as the rival for Penn State. That's it's like it's interesting to me because I always envision Penn State's main rival as being like Michigan, maybe. I don't know why, but not Michigan State. But what I really do I know? didn't know who I. I kind of pictured it being almost like an LSU situation where they may not necessarily have like a main main one, but like they have like a bunch ones. of mini rivals. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It's interesting. Interesting. All right. Bama side up. Alabama fan. Another one. He posted a clip of the famous I hate Tennessee video. <laughs> also, they threw oranges at the million dollar band when my mother was in the band back in the 80s. Lore. That alone gives me the right to wish them eternal suffering and torment until the whole university rots. That's all right. Fair enough. Pretty bold. So we have multiple rivals. So I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, this was um, we have a Tennessee. We have a OK. Here's the thing about Tennessee. 
is they we hate them for much different reasons than we hate Auburn. Tennessee is like actual like scumbag university because what happened was they got Come caught on. cheating twice in the 1990s and in the 2000s. And in both instances, in order to avoid like any type of punishment, they just snitched on other schools who were doing not even really similar things, but were actually doing less things, but they had dirt on them in order to avoid punishment. They then lied about it, like lied and said, oh, we never did that. And then it comes out, oh, yeah, they actually did do it. So it's like, OK, if you did it, at least be honest about it. And then Phil Fulmer said it was his stated goal to bring back, to bring about the demise of the Alabama athletics program. Good for him. Like, it's my it goal is too. personal. It's my goal, too. So I can I can empathize. So it's a little bit more personal with Tennessee. With Auburn, it's kind of like a we we hate Auburn, but we we don't. It's not a visceral hatred. Interesting. They're like a little brother, kind of maybe. Okay, yeah, they're kind of like it's more like a, a brotherly hatred, and we can. I mean, we have to live in the same state <laughs> as Auburn true. fans. Yeah. So I feel like rivalries that where you live in the same state as your rival, it's a little different vibe because yeah. like you can't just go back across your state border and never interact with them. Like I, I really you work can't with Auburn this, fans. You see them but... every day. You're friends with Auburn fans. Yeah, I can't relate to this, so that's interesting to hear. Jimbo, imagine if like <laughs> you had Minnesota fans all around you right now. I'd be scared. I'd be living in terror if I'm being real. <laughs> so I don't know how you do it. All right, and his nice thing about Tennessee was. Pat Summit is wholesome. I do agree with that. Also, awesome. Pete the Cat Enthusiast is the one exemption from the torment. Fair enough. He is a valued member Shouts of Jimbotopia. Shouts out to Pete. All right, we have one final um, entry here for the mailbag. This is another long one, so buckle up, folks. But this is a good one. It's a really good one. All right, we have four Womblies, Notre Dame fan. I hate USC because they ruined my childhood. They beat Notre Dame for the entirety of my teen years. We lost every time we played them from when I was 10 years old until I was 18 years old. We were outscored 318 to 126 during this period, an average loss of 24 points. I attended all of the home games during those years, and they were all blowouts except the heart-wrenching push-push, which I was in the 50-yard line for. Wow. I had... I had reoccurring nightmares of the bush push for months. I am forever grateful to Texas and Vince Young for beating them in the 2005 Natty. USC doesn't have real fans. They are the Miami of the West Coast. Their fight song was probably the most overrated in the sport. It's super repetitive. I also want to take this moment to remind everyone that they've lost five games this year, one win in their last six games. They are 7-7 seven and seven since being one game away from making the CFP last year. Lincoln Riley, being handsome, is a top 10 myth in this sport. True. Fun fact, Tommy Reese was the starting quarterback when Notre Dame finally broke the losing streak in the series. Hmm. I wonder what he's doing now. I wonder. Hmm. Interesting. Something nice about USC. <laughs> Traveler, their white horse mascot, is neat. Reggie Bush, while he does not deserve his Heisman back, is the most electric college football player I have ever seen with my own eyeballs. Uh, you got to give him the Heisman back at this point. <coughs> I, I forgot that he doesn't have it back yet. That's kind of shocking. I mean, he got he got paid money. Who cares? Yeah, who, who does it these days? If we're being real, Reggie Bush exactly. probably got like peanuts compared to today's players. I'm exactly. <laughs> he probably got lowballed so badly. Despite being like the best running back of like the last like 20 years. So crazy yeah. stuff. It man. is what it is. Well, that concludes the mailbag section. Folks, again, I wanted to thank you. I thank you guys every week. But, like, honestly, 
that was really fun to go through and read. There were some really great write-ups here. I just love hearing rivalry stuff, man. I love hearing perspectives on why people really hate who they're facing this week. So uh, thank you all yet again for that. All right. Next up is we're going to preview Rivalry Week. I am very excited about this. Rivalry Week is always like the best week of college football, um, especially because we really get multiple days of we great do. games. I, on Fridays, they always play a lot more games on that Friday because it's Thanksgiving break, right? I'm so excited. Um, no, so I, I guess we'll start with... Yeah, oh, we're going go in chronological order here. Thursday, Friday, then Saturday. I just wanted to say real quick, I'm hosting Thanksgiving for my family this week. And we're actually hosting it on Friday, which I am like, I, I am so thankful for because we're going to have like a smorgasbord of games on Friday. I don't think people realize just how many games there are this Friday, but it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. All right. So we're going to start off on Thursday on actual Thanksgiving. I know my family has made kind of a tradition out of actually watching this same, game. We same. have the Egg Bowl at 630. Ole Miss at Mississippi State. It should be a good one. Um, it might not be a good game, but I feel like the Egg Bowl is always fun to watch. You know what I mean? There's there's a real novelty to watching it, this. Jimbo, the records mean absolutely nothing. I think so? Just in general this week? Doesn't mean anything? <laughs> it depends on the game. It depends. <laughs> yeah, in this situation, it means absolutely nothing. It's at Mississippi State. True. Don't be surprised. For what it's worth, I'm realizing now Mississippi State is currently 5-6. and six, So this is a... They need to win this game to become bowl eligible. So... There's a ton to play for here uh, for the Bulldogs. Should be a fun one to watch. Who do you think wins? I mean, I think Ole Miss wins, but I'm just saying. Don't we'll be surprised. We'll keep an eye out. I probably agree, though. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead. Well, that's the only Thursday game, so we'll move on to yeah. Friday. Friday morning. We're kind of skimming down the list. Um, Friday morning, we have Iowa at Nebraska. Does Iowa get exposed? I. So here's the thing, okay? I Nebraska is actually in the same boat as Mississippi State. They're five and six. They need the win to, you know, be able to become bowl eligible. I actually think Nebraska might do it. Having just seen them in person, Ooh. the thing about Nebraska, dude, is they're like a good team. They just shoot themselves in the foot over and over again. I mean, that's always kind of the Nebraska story, right? I think this Thanksgiving, Christmas comes early for them, and they pull off like a 9-6 victory over Iowa. That would be a very... Nebraska. It would be. Uh, be good for, I'm cheering for them. Outcome, wouldn't it? I hope they beat Iowa. I really do. All right. I'm kind of looking down. I, at 6.30 on Friday night, we have Texas Tech, 6-5 and five mm. at Texas. Is this the week Texas doesn't get away with it? It's curious that you bring this one up, Randy. What do you think? Do you think Texas is going to uh, get away with it again? What do you mean by get away with it, Randy? In the last three games, they have been very, very close to just completely blowing it in the fourth quarter. Hmm. Um, and they're playing another equal caliber team. Um, you know, if they lose, that kind of opens certain things in the playoff. I'm, you know, anyway, uh, really, not important, right? That's interesting. Well, seeing as all this is at home and it's a night game, you know, senior night for Texas, uh, I got a feeling they're probably going to be able to take care of business against Texas Tech. I know Quinn Ewers has been injured. Um, I don't know. If he, I don't think he's going to be fully healthy because it was like a shoulder issue. So we'll we'll just see what happens. Texas Tech did take Oregon to overtime earlier this year. So that's true. And speaking same. speaking of Oregon, seven thirty night game. This is one of the biggest games of the year, I think, for the Pac-12. Even though they're eliminated from Pac-12 contention, Oregon State versus Oregon, the Civil War for the last time ever in the Pac-12. Uh, 
I know you want Oregon to lose, but do you realistically think it can happen? I really do because I saw Oregon State play uh, versus Washington. I watched almost the whole game, and they are a really, really, really good team. Hmm. Um, they control the line of scrimmage. They're tough. I, I could see it. I this could see it. This one's in Eugene, though. Bo Nix's last game. Again, senior night, dude. I think senior people people got to stop sleeping on senior night. If it's senior night, dude, kids are going to come out to play. It means a lot to them that this is the last home game. So I think Bo Nix is going to have a hell of a night. By the way, does Bo Nix have another year of eligibility, or is this his There's no last way. one? Didn't he like just set the record for like the most starts as quarterback ever? Am I wrong? Um, I'm pretty yeah, sure this I is saw his last stat. year. He because he's now a five year starter in college football. So, Absolutely, yeah, this insane. is his last year. This will never happen again. Like this is all because of the COVID year, right? It's like every yep. player got next year. Like this is enjoy it while it lasts, folks. This we're never going to see something like this again, or at least we better not. There better not be another pandemic. <laughs> Hopefully. All right, so that concludes all the Friday games. We haven't even gotten to Saturday yet. No, so no. now I'm going to Saturday, 11 a.m. This game is always at 11 a.m. It it's always like cloudy, and it's always like kind of, I don't know what you call it when it's like kind of sprinkling. I'm looking, it up. I'm looking it up. Ann Arbor um, weather real quick here. We need hash brown on the show. Actually, you're not going to believe this, Randy. On Saturday, it's projected to be sunny. That'll Whoa. be something. That'll be something. That'll be something. I don't think that'll make it. Actually, that would play in Ohio State's favor because they always do the, the passing thing. You do the passing thing. Um, <laughs> Jimbo, you're the Big Ten expert here. Um, what do you think of Ohio State at Michigan? Who who would you put money on? I, I Honestly, I would put money on Ohio State. I know this is at Michigan, of course. But honestly, like having seen Michigan the last few weeks, ever since this whole scandal broke out and they haven't been able to seal signs and such, they honestly kind of feel like a different team and not for the better. Um, in contrast, Ohio State, dude, I mean, it's Ohio State. Like, they, they're going to put up at least 30-ish points on Michigan, and I don't think Michigan's going to be able to put that many points up on Ohio State's defense. So I think not only does Ohio State win on the road, I kind of think they win comfortably. I think they come out firing from the get-go and just kind of maintain a decent, comfortable lead through four quarters. So give me the Buckeyes all day. Imagine how satisfying it would be to watch Michigan lose. I'm looking forward to it. And imagine how sad I'll be if Michigan wins. Uh, that's going to be catastrophic for the sport. Good but. point. Good point. I mean, I don't think it'll be catastrophic <laughs> because, again, they will get exposed at some point. Hmm. It's just you, sometimes you've got to be patient for it. Good things what? happen to those who right. are patient. Right. I hear you. <laughs> All right. So moving on down through the time slots, I'm trying to see what else. Any other games here sticking out, Randy? I can point out a few games. We have... Here. The next one I'm seeing is the Iron Bowl. Um, mm. Again, Come on. literally anything can happen. You're 15-point favorites. I, I don't care. It, it should be. It should just be like one of those even zero, just really? straight-up bet games. You know, Auburn you did just, take Georgia to the wire earlier in the season. That's interesting. It's at Auburn. That's the real problem. What if this whole New Mexico State thing was like a feint? And, like, they did it to, like, kind of bring your guys off guard and, like, kind of, like, let their guard down. You know what I mean? I wouldn't put it past them. That would be an Auburn thing to do. You got to admit. And, oh, let me look up the weather for this game. Hold on. Oh, no. I got to play the weather. Here, here we go. Here we go. Oh, it's good. Okay, so it looks like it's going to be 65 degrees and sunny. I hope it's raining okay, that'll be pretty. It's all safe. <laughs> no, it's not. It's going to be sunny. Hmm. Well, have fun in that sun there, Randy. I'll be I'll be in the comfort of my own home watching these games on my couch. So take that. There you go. 
Uh, also in the 2.30 time slot, we have Wisconsin sure at Minnesota. Uh, dude, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Two weeks ago, I have been I would have been all doomer, doom and gloom about this one. But I'm going to say this. Wisconsin is coming off a very, very, very motivating and kind of, you know, uh, lift your spirit up kind of game. Right? A real tough, gritty game that's got the guys rallied and, and, and behind Coach Fick. Whereas Minnesota has lost their last three games, including getting blown out on the road 37-3 against Ohio State. I'm biased. I know. I, I'm wearing a Wisconsin sweatshirt right now, but I'm going to say it. Badgers <laughs> get the axe back. I think we win this one. I mean, it is a year one coach versus a year seven coach. So I know you guys are motivated. Obviously, you're always motivated to beat Minnesota. Mm. But I just mean it would mean something for a year one coach to go to Minnesota and win. It would. It would mean a lot to me. And let's see what the weather for this game is going to be. It's in a little bit different it's not. It's not that bad, Randy. It's not that cold. You'd be surprised. 36 degrees it's and not, sunny. That's, it's not that, that's, it's not that bad. You can you can you can wear a jacket, but like the still. thing is, when you're playing football, dude, think about it. they're wearing so many layers. All I was pads, gonna say the helmet. they're running. It's it's cold, but it's not it's not the same as being outside in shorts and a t-shirt. You know, I've been noticing there's this weird thing that always happens. So like, I like to take my walks at night, right? Mm -hmm. And it's always like at this time of year, it's like 55 degrees at night. So it's like, okay, I have to wear a sweatshirt, but I'll still wear shorts. But then like halfway through the walk, I'm That's like right. kind of warm enough to where I want to take it off. But if I go without the sweatshirt, I want to be so cold before I warm up to that point. You, you know, know what I mean? They say with running, for example, if you're going to go for like a run, you should dress as if you would dress when it is 50 degrees colder. Does that make any sense? So like, say it's like 50 degrees out. If you're going for a run, it's going to feel like 75. So there, it definitely plays a role, dude. Clothes are huge. Layering up. It's all about the layers. All right. Moving Let's on. Let's see. Moving uh, on, moving on. Games that stick out to me, Randy. I think a game we need to talk about that isn't going to get any media attention, but we kind of hinted at this earlier this week. Number four, Florida State. Uh, That's the one I was looking Florida. at. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, Mertz is out as well. Mm. Keep that in mind. Both are missing their starting uh, Mertz is out? Well, yeah. then... I mean, I just think Florida State wins it in that case, to be honest. They are favored, but not by a lot. Currently six and a half point favorites. Um, I think this is going to be, you know, you're talking about how like anything can happen and these games are always feisty. I'm willing to bet right now, I guarantee you there'll be a fight in the Florida State-Florida game. Well, of course there will. I guarantee it. So, <laughs> Weather for this game, it looks like the highest 70 degrees and sunny. How, how nice down in Florida. How nice. Um, another game we hinted at earlier that I want to talk about, Randy, real quick. Clemson at South Carolina. South Carolina's 5-6 and six right now. They need this win to become bowl eligible. Do you think the Gamecocks and Hashbar 132 can pull off the upset? I absolutely think they can. They've had a tough season. Mm -hmm. They're on a three-game winning streak. I, I could see them pulling it off. I hope they do. I mean, I, I, I very rarely root for SEC schools, but... Um... Kind of pulling for them here. I think Rattler is going to have to hero ball it a little bit. A little offensive bit. line is not the best. Yeah, I mean that's kind of in the story of South Carolina season, hasn't it? Um, one final game I wanted to cover. I'm not sure if there's any more um, you wanted to bring up, but in a similar vein to Oregon, Oregon State, we've got Washington State and Washington, the Apple Cup, playing each other for the last time in the Pac-12. Um, 
Washington's going to win this one. I think we both agree. Um, but do you think they win by a lot? Like, is this is this going to be have to like be like a statement game for Washington, or do you think they're going to continue to like barely win by like three points? Well, it's a rivalry game. It's very hard to say. Mm-hmm. I have no idea, dude. Um, and Washington State, by the way, they're... they're another five and six team. Like that's kind of a, that's a very common theme this week. That's a lot the of thing five is, and six a five and six team in rivalry week. Yeah. Like they have a lot to play for. This is their bowl game. This is a vacation, yeah. a chance for a free vacation for them. You know what I mean? Because Florida is also five and six playing Florida State. Right. Um, the fact that it's at Washington's gonna hurt Washington State. I mean, Washington's gonna take it seriously oh for sure with everything on the line but i could see it just being a 10 point game where they keep them at arm's reach the whole time it probably sounds about right yeah um any other games you wanted to touch base on before we uh maybe call it an episode that's really all i have um the biggest part of this this week's episode was definitely the mailbag oh yeah we had a lot of great responses (laughs) definitely did thanks again for uh, all the submissions folks and as always thank you for listening to the gym podcast um shouts out to all the winners of the uh 20 pizza gift card one more time shouts out to outer crimson chip sorak chungus and rice um well earned appreciate the sport guys appreciate the love and randy i appreciate you man this thanksgiving i'm thankful for having you as a co-host i'm thankful for having you as a co-host as well it's been i like doing the gym podcast it's very fun it's, fun. it's a chance to just get to like sit in front of a microphone and talk i feel like every i'm like Trans, I'm like transferring myself into a suburban dad lifestyle, <laughs> and part of that yeah. is we just like to talk about stuff. Talk about sports, just, just guys being yep. guys, am I right? Exactly. Well, let's. I, I hope everyone has a great uh, rivalry weekend. I hope everyone's team wins this rivalry weekend. Of course, um, this has been the Jim Podcast coming to you, and as always, folks. <laughs>